This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal. What a goal from Robbie Blake. Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott had that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarence Blue. Oh goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Keller! 
on! Oh, that's Come justice! On! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Barely a level and deserve to be! Hello everybody and welcome back to the second episode of Turfcast, well the second show I should say that we're doing here on Turfcast for today and it's with Andy Jones as you can see who's on your screen now, the athletic journalist, how are you doing mate, you alright? Yeah good thanks, how are you? Yeah all good, just just very warm, it's very hot today yes. and I can see you're in a hoodie so you must have a very good air conditioned house. Yeah well it's it's not it's not too bad at the moment, um, but I, I've just come back from two weeks in Lanzarote so this is sort of... Ah, yeah this is, this is great for you is it, yeah fair enough. I've, I've re-acclimatised recently and I have to spend a week away in Greece so this is very very hot but what better way to spend the hottest day of the year so far than sat indoors talking to you and of course we're going to be doing a transfer chat because there's a lot of stuff going on, incomings, outgoings. Now this chat was originally scheduled for two o'clock but obviously this isn't live but we've had to push it back to half two and that's because you and one of your colleagues at The Athletic has broken a story about Burnley being interested in Daniel Bollard, I think you're pronouncing it, or Ballard, um, a young Arsenal defender who was on loan at Millwall last season. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's come from from James McNicholas, who's the the Arsenal uh, correspondent or one of our Arsenal correspondents, and it's very much looking likely. I think it's it's a it's an advanced an advanced stage. I think talks are advanced, and I think sort of medicals, you know, organised. Um, so I think yeah, it looks like this this is probably going to be Burnley's first first signing through the door. Um, I think I think Vincent Company played a big part in in sort of convincing them, um, and I think. That sort of okay, is an indication of, of the net of the pull and the appeal that, that you know Burnley having this this type of manager um, with the name in the game, especially when you when you're trying to attract a young centre back. Um, you know that's 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 you know the possibility that that can come in and um, yeah, I mean he's he's had a couple of loan spells. I think at Blackpool and Millwall last se- last season was, was Millwall, and you know I yeah. think he's had plenty of, of really good reviews from from both those clubs. So. Um, and he, you know, clearly knows knows the league from last season, so he's got experience in, in that aspect as well. And importantly, it's an area that Burnley needed to, you know, recruit in. Given, you know, they'd lost James Tarkovsky and Ben Mee, you would expect them to to play centre back. I think he can do a little bit of midfield as well. So, be interesting to see if if that that plays a part in, in how he's used. Yeah, and I've uh, I'm not had a chance to read the article yet because, of course, you sent it, and then we've come on here straight away. But someone is commenting on the tweet that I've put out, obviously quote tweeting yours, sort of like saying that Arsenal are putting something in the deal so they can buy him back straight away. Is that true? Yeah, so I think I'll, I'll just read it because uh, it's my colleague who. So I think it, there's the Arsenal intending to insert a clause into the deal, which would grant them the opportunity to match any future bids. So I don't think that's necessarily a straight buyback. Uh, okay. I think it's it's a case of if by the side by the signs of what my colleague is, is certainly his understanding is that it will be something where um, you know if a club bids ten million for him you know, in January then Arsenal and, and Burnley accept that I guess Arsenal would have the ability to 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 you know match that bid and, and give the player the option of of where he wanted to go. Um, but yeah, I think that's that that's the situation with that. Yeah, so he seems quite highly rated at Arsenal. Do you know much about him for those players, those fans? Sorry, that don't know too much about him. Because I'll be honest, I've, I've not seen him play. I'll, I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. I've not seen him play too much. Yeah, so he's. A, I mean, he's an Northern Ireland international, so he, he comes with with that that pedigree. I think he's got fifteen caps. Um, and it, it, it's it's sort of a name that's just as as you say, he's come out of, of the blue a little bit. Really, it's only sort of 
over the last hour or so we've, we've sort of got these yeah. indications so i've not not been able to do much 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 research myself but yeah i think he played 33 times for millwall um i think there's a couple of, of interviews he's done with the athletic on on our site which i'll be i'll be reading so uh you know yeah. if any Burnley fans who subscribe to the athletic will be able to to find them as well so they'll probably give a bit of more of an insight but he's certainly you know a player that you know is, is highly rated uh i think there was more than just Burnley interested I think there was a couple of clubs interested in him um and that he, you know he's i think he's, he's played he played 30 times for blackpool 33 for millwall so he's you know, he's shown that he's he's a first team. He knows what the first team environment's about. It's not a case of plucking someone out of an academy who's, you know, who, who's you know done really well in the under twenty threes, but is unproven at a first team level. It's clear he he knows and he will he will have the experience of, of the two years out on loan. Yeah, fair enough. You said it looks like this will be the first signing. Can we expect you know, a lot of movement in the next few days? An announcement maybe end of next week, something like that. It's it's difficult. I think it's difficult to know um, because it, it's one of those the transfer window is just so mad that something yeah. that could look unlikely can suddenly become, you know, bang on, you know, straight happening straight away. It's it, it's just it's just the nature of of the beast, really. Um, the expectation generally is Burnley want to recruit a number of players. I think it was suggested to me potentially double figures. Uh, yeah. which would obviously suggest there's a lot of work that needs to be done, um, you know, in the next few weeks. But, you know, ideally you get as many of them in during pre-season, but you do have, you know, when the season starts, you've still got another month before the window shuts to to keep adding to the squad. Um, I don't think progress is... It's, it's, it's been slower than hoped. Um, and for, I think that's for a, for a number of reasons. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the sense is they want to do a lot and, and they need to because... You know, the, you look at sort of the the players back in training, and I know there's a few a few still on international. Well, we're on international duty so now on holiday, but there's not many <laughs> first team players. Yeah. Um, when you're sort of thinking about the, the bigger picture squad, and I think Burnley realised last season that they needed a bigger squad than they were carrying, and that was sort of you know two players for every position at that point. Yeah. Um, and with the championship, with how intense, I mean, the, the fixtures came out and, and how intense that schedule is, especially with that World Cup, um, you know, you're going to need, you know, a significant squad. And I think it's, so it's a case of Bernie not just wanting to replace the players who've gone, uh, but also add as well to, to the squad. Yeah, you've mentioned players that have gone or are going there. So that's a perfect chance to, to go on to out. We'll do outgoings first after, obviously we've done, Ballard, because you've literally just broken it. So we'll do outgoings first, then we're going to incomings. Um, obviously, the, the immediate one looks like Nick Pope could be announced at Newcastle today or tomorrow. He's down at St. James's Park, or should I say up at St. James's Park now, having his medical. There's a bit of confusion on the fee on this one, though. That's what I want to ask you about, because it's pretty much signed, sealed, delivered. He's going to Newcastle. He'll be a Newcastle player soon. But some places reporting 10 million, namely the Telegraph, is it Luke Edwards and Sky Sports reporting 10 million, but Lanks Live and Alex James and some other local people are reporting 15 plus add-ons. What's your understanding on the fee? It's Well, it's it's a difficult one to actually know exactly what it's, it's going to be. It, it was, it's rather, it's been rather secretive. Um, and it mm. was another, again, another move that sort of has um, snowballed quite quickly by the signs of it because I, my understanding of the situation um, yesterday morning, I think that's when it happened, didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that, the, you know, the clubs are still a little bit apart in, in terms of, you know, what each valued the player. So, you know, something clearly came together. Um, oh, it was, it was Tuesday, wasn't it? When it, when it all sort of happened. Um, There's all days all just rolling into one at this point for me. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. So I, 
nobody, I don't think it's one of those situations where I don't think anyone's going to be exact amount because, as you say, it's the various reports and therefore it's, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to know exactly. But you would you would hope that Burnley have secured a deal which suits them. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was always going to be difficult for them, conversations I had leading into the summer um, in regards to, to Pope, if, you know, if Burnley were to go down. There was there was a feeling that £10 million was going to be around that the right mark, but that's what clubs were sort of valuing him at. Um, I know there was a few reports that Burnley valued them higher, and, and as they should, really, given his importance. And, you know, it, it, I think if Burnley stay up, I, I don't think there's probably this... You know this this rumor. I would imagine Pope would have probably stayed and would probably signed yeah. a new contract because initial discussions sort of around March time had gone well, and both and club and players seemed to be on the same page. So I think if Burnley was still able to offer that Premier League football, he would have probably put pen to paper and and been a part of of the, of the new era. Um, but yeah, so it's it's difficult to know exactly what the fee is going to be. I'm sure it'll be you know there'll be add-ons to it. Um, but you would you would like to think that Burnley have, it's the best deal for Burnley and, and they can use that money uh, moving forwards in in this window and to to try and boost their own squad. Yeah, well, we both know it'll be undisclosed. The official amount will be undisclosed. It always is when it comes to Burnley, so it's one of them, isn't it? You just got to go off what reports, I guess, that that, that, that you trust the most. Um, with Nick, though, you guess, like you say, he probably would have been part of the uh, the project if we'd have stayed up. But it's it's one of them, isn't it? He falls in the talking category. You kind of you obviously gutted to see him go, but you wish him all the best, sort of thing, because he deserves to be, be playing Premier League football. Exactly. Um, I think Bailey were resigned to, to the fact that they were going to lose him, and he didn't want to stand in his way. I think you know Pope needs to be playing Premier League football to make sure he's in that World Cup squad, and I know it's yeah. not the only reason you know you want to be playing Premier League football, but. That World Cup is huge, given he missed the European Championships because of you know the the knee the knee yeah, surgery sure. that he that he needed. Um, so I think it it probably heightens that desire to make sure he's in this squad this time um, because of the unfortunate circumstances and with Dean Henderson looking like I'm not sure if it's definitely done yet, but looks like he's going to be moving on loan to to Nottingham Forest. So if he's playing regular football, Nick Pope's playing football in the Championship, you know. Given you know the the suggestion that Gareth Southgate's not quite sure on his kicking, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, you know he would have put himself in a little bit of a disadvantage and would probably have had to have played out of his skin, which he may have um, to give himself a chance of being in the squad. Yeah. Where if he's in the Premier League, you would I would expect them to to beat Martin De Bravka out and be Newcastle's number one yeah. first day of the season. Um, I think that there's going to be a battle between those two, but I think it gives him an opportunity. Um, to, to, to come in and, and do that and I think Burnley were resigned to that and knew they were gonna they were gonna lose him because I think it, it's it's fair to say the the respect that some players deserve to be playing at a higher level and they wouldn't want to keep them and, and keep them unhappy basically because that it's it's just no good for anyone at that point. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, moving on to Veghorst, he's another one that looks to be on his way out. A lot of rumours surrounding Besiktas, but apparently now the latest I saw was that uh, Besiktas, he's agreed terms with him, but he's holding out to see if another Premier League club, which is unlikely in my opinion, will come in for him or a Bundesliga club will come in for him. What's the latest that you know about on that? Yeah, so the conversation I had sort of earlier in this this, this week, and as I say, it could have moved on by this point because of the nature of, of the window, um, was that sort of there been a number of inquiries just to sort to sort of see, have you know, talk about his availability, wages, etc., etc. Just to, I think for clubs to get a bit of an indication of of 
of the situation and what they might have to pay. Um, but at that point, there'd been no sort of official, you know, offers made, I think. Um, yeah. But, you know, we understand that Besiktas are very much interested in him. Um, so it may be a case of Vegas waiting it out a little bit and, and sort of, you know, seeing where the best opportunity is for him because he's in a similar situation to Pope and that he, he needs to be playing games. He needs to be, you know, scoring goals and performing to make sure he, he makes it into into the Dutch um, World Cup squad. There wasn't a, a Bernie and him. There was there is a verbal agreement that he would, if they didn't stay up, he would be allowed to leave. Um, but one thing Bernie haven't done and he haven't shut the door on a potential loan and him coming back next season and then sort of reassessing mm. the situation. Um, you know, if the for example, if if they come back up to the Premier League, could suddenly he you know come back after a year away? You know, hopefully playing well, scoring goals, etc. And then could he be valuable to for Burnley in the Premier League? Um, so I think yeah. it, it might not necessarily be if it, if a permanent deal is available and the money's right and it makes sense for all parties, then you'd expect that to happen. But I think it's looking it seems to be more like a loan, um, and therefore I think Burnley haven't shut the door on potentially him, you know, going out but then coming back in and and reassessing the situation. Yeah, it's interesting that because I've not... Obviously, I'm speaking from a fan. You'll probably have a reporter's hat on and probably look at it differently. But the way he's conducted himself since we've gone down, I'm not the biggest fan of. I don't see how he goes away now while we slog it out in the the championship, playing Tuesday at Millwall, for example, then, you know, Saturday, you know, somewhere else away at Norwich. We're going to be on a slog. Our players and the fans are going to be on a right slog in the championship. And he's sunning up in Turkey. Then he just waltzes back in if we get promoted. I don't see how he comes back in, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is a tough situation. I think it's it's weird because those quotes came out and I understood why there was there was frustration and, and a bit of anger towards him. Um, but, but he sort of has just been honest. You know, he's been asked yeah. about his future and he, he sort of said, you know, it's one of those, should he have said it publicly? Probably not. Um, mm. But, you know, he's, he's been honest and, and that agreement is in place. So, you know, for himself, he's, you know, if, if people, the more people who know he's available the better, I guess. Um, but yeah, it does make it a, a bit tricky for him if he does, you know, if he's not, you know, as you say, lived through this this season, if it does end in promotion um, and he's, he's not been through that and he's not been part of, of company squad, the culture he builds in this first yeah. season. Um, so yeah, I mean, it might be a case of, of where he, he comes back and, and if he has a good season, it might just improve his value, which which will help Burnley. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a situation that's it's ongoing. You, you, you expect them to leave. Um, and then what happens after that is is a bit of a, I think, a wait and see, depending on the nature of the deal, whether it's a loan or a permanent. Yep, fair enough. Uh, we've got quite a few other players that are in demand or you think would be in demand. Um, Maxwell Corney, that one's quite quiet. I've not heard much on him, but I would have expected him to be in demand. Is there anything on that that you know? Yeah, so it, again, I mean, there was a lot, a lot of interest in him uh, initially. And I think... In a way, it might, and this is just sort of a, a bit of my opinion, it might be the fact that he's got a set release clause, which is why things haven't sped up because clubs know exactly what they need to pay for him to yeah. get him. Um, he's currently on holiday at the moment because uh, he, he didn't play for the Ivory Coast, but he joined up and trained with them. Um, okay. But I think he was carrying a little bit of a knock, so they didn't miss him in the game. So that's why he's not back um, in, in training yet. Um, but... I think all you know, unless anything changes, he he will he will 
you know, turn back up to, to Barnfield when when he's scheduled to, which I think is a couple of weeks time or whenever when I think it's might be the first of July possibly. Um whenever all the internationals come back. Um and he will, you know, he'll just get his head down and work hard. That that's you know, that's the understanding I've got. Um and then I think it's a case of Burnley waiting to see you know who who plays the plays the hand really, um, because as you, you would, you I would be very surprised if there isn't a club who thinks, given you know the, what he what he showed in, in glimpses rather than you know especially second half of the season when he, he struggled a little bit more, um, you know there's clearly quality there, and if you can get yeah. him, you know in a settled team in a settled system, you can get him injury free. You know he's got so much to offer. Um, so you you would think you'd be appealing to to a number of Premier League clubs as as probably the interest has, has shown, but yeah, there's doesn't seem to be much movement on that. But it's probably one of the easier deals to move quickly because you know as soon as you sort of trigger, as soon as a club triggers that release clause, then then things will, will you know turn quickly with it. What is the release clause? Do you know what it is? Uh, the release clause is so it was a, so it was a relegation release clause. So. I think yeah. it, was, it was my colleague David Ornstein who um, broke the story. Um, Seventeen point five million pounds, you believe it to be, okay. um, which I think is, you know, it's sensible. I think it, you know, it's it's not overpriced and it's not pricing clubs out of it. So, yeah, but it and also it gives us a profit. Exactly, it nets Burnley a profit, which is you know important. Um, so yeah, so that's why it's it, if it was like forty million, then you'd probably go well, you know, yeah. don't think anyone's going to be hitting that. So. That might have made it a little bit more complicated, but because it's a it's a fee that's you know that people are gonna you know you would expect people to hit because it it probably represents a fair valuation of them. Um, you know, it might just be a case of, of clubs doing because that's their doing other business that they need to, or maybe if they've got other priorities and then they come back to that one. You know, as the window progresses. Yeah, I don't see how like a, a lower league Premier League side doesn't take that risk because it's not that much of a risk, is it? Seventeen and a half million. We've seen that it can be decent last season. Um, moving on, Dwight McNeil as well. I've seen a, a couple of links this morning to Everton, but I I, I, I don't know. Like he's had a poor eighteen months. I'd be surprised if a club like Everton did come in for him. I, th- I think Dwight's one of them that we may keep hold of just because he's had a poor eighteen months. But I think he'll do well in the Championship. Yeah, and I I almost feel like Dwight might need a year to be one of the best players in the championship. And I feel like, because he's got the ability to do that. And I know he's had a difficult 18 months to, to two years, really. Um, and he's not progressed in the way anybody wanted to, you know, he's been, you know, frustrated. He's wanted to improve and especially those goal contributions. And while he's improved aspects of his game, you know, you still come back to those goals and assists. And as a creative player, that's what he needs to be. He needs Those numbers need to be much better. Um, and I almost feel like, you know, does he just need it? I mean, there'll be a reset anyway. Company, you know, will his system, if he brings over what he did at Anderlecht, encourages his two wide players to be really narrow, which is what Dwight likes to do, get on the ball, be the creative technical players. I think that role would really suit him, um, either on the left side or coming in on the right on a, on a sort of stronger foot. So I feel like he, you know, it could do him really, really good to... To have a year and um, where he's you know one of the best players on the pitch every week and and that you would imagine Burnley will dominate possession more in games and and be one of, would like to think they're going to be one of the better teams in the championship and therefore that should you know only help him um, but I think it, there's always interest in him um, 
you know, he's, because people know the potential and, it, you know, it might be a case of he just needs a bit of a change of environment and that might spark something. Um, you know, he still loves it at Burnley and he loves the dressing room and, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think sort of, I think that at the moment he's not the top at the top of anyone's list in terms yeah. of clubs that are interested. So it might be a situation again that develops you know, a little bit later in the window if, if clubs have sorted their priorities or they miss out on a few of the targets and then Dwight might become, you know, their main, their, you know, top of that list. Uh, I think the other thing is, is valuation um, because I think Burnley will, I would expect Burnley to, Burnley to value him higher than what, you know, opposition clubs or, you know, other clubs would because um, they know his talent, the, you know, the contract he's on is, you know, he's you know he's in Burnley's favour at the moment in terms of length. I think um, so. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a difficult one, and it'll probably be one that sort of begins to develop. But at the moment, it's sort of you know it's he's just back in into preseason and, and concentrating on himself and concentrating, you know, to, because he the important thing of is, is him starting the season well because I think if he does that, the confidence will build and build and build in him, um, and that's. That's what he's been missing, really. I think just that, just that spark, just to get him going. He's 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 shown moments, but then not been able to build on them as much as he would have liked to. Um, but I, we saw in in a couple of those those first games under Mike Jackson, you know, that was like back to his best, and, and we saw mm. the ability and we saw everything he can offer. Um, and I think that company, you would imagine, will want to harness that and and try and you know keep building on that and, and keep improving them. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, another one who will do very well at this level and probably deserves to be at a higher level. It's gone a bit quiet on him recently. It's Nathan Collins. There were a lot of noise about last week. The Wolves, Southampton, a few people interested. But it's gone a little bit quiet now. So what's the latest on him? Yeah, so my understanding is Burnley are very much determined to keep hold of him. Um, and that's sort of only an, an astronomical figure would bring them to the table. Um which I think makes loads of sense. I mean, again, the Collins, the contract situation is in Burnley's favour, so they're not they're not under pressure to sell him. I think there's a feeling that with potential other outgoings that they'll have, you know, they'll bring money in, and therefore, you know, the, there's a feeling money's to spend there to spend anyway. So that will yeah. that those the money coming in from other players will therefore you know enhance that transfer kitty a little bit. Um, so I, I I don't like there's no there's no need to sell him, um, and therefore. You know why would you when you've got one of I think one of the the best young centre backs in, in in English football at the moment um, on your books and you know it's an opportunity for him to to step up and, and become the leader of that of that defence and his performance against Tottenham last season uh, away from home when he basically did that at the heart of the back three or the back five um, I thought he showed all the qualities of, of being a leader um, and mm. you know he just seems to keep getting better and better and I think there is interest I think that there's been inquiries um, just to see I think what the situation is and you know what it might take to, to prize him away because his performances in the Premier League last season for a for a rookie effectively you know in his first year coming in a lot of the time you know out of the cold when when Tarki or or Benley missed the game. Um, it was so impressive, and it was just I was I was gutted for him because he just he threw in the the ex, inexperienced you know nightmare game on the final day of the season. Yeah, and, you know with the penalty and he, he just he lost his head a little bit just before that when he tried to dribble out from his own his own box. You could see at the end, you know, he was gutted, and uh, I think it took a few a few days for him to you know to pick himself up and sort of dust himself off because you know he he'd, he'd been 
you know, a key part of that, that sort of, you know, of, of putting Burnley in the position to, to stay up. And then, you know, just a, I don't think he will ever be able to explain why he threw his arm up, um, mm. you know, when that ball was coming across the box. Um, but yeah, so, the, but coming back to it, you know, his situation now, I think he, he's on holiday now. He's, he's enjoying <laughs> doing some time off and well earned time off after, after that goal he scored. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, um, yeah, I think that's the situation. Burnley, Burnley want to keep hold of him, um, and they will they will do everything they can to, unless unless you know an offer, you know, significant, you know, a significant price comes in, and, and therefore you know you'd be you'd be silly to turn it down. I think. Yeah, fair enough. Let's move on to potential incomings then. Uh, the bit that probably most people are watching for. Um, firstly, Wallace obviously been announced today that he's gone to West Brom. Obviously, this is Jed Wallace we're talking about. Is there was reports of us being interested in him? Were, were them reports true? I don't think any bid was made, was there? Well, he was, he was a free he was a free agent, so I think there was. So oh, okay. it wouldn't be a case of, of, of putting a bid in, but I. You would you would offer a contract. Um, I think the the def, I think there was interest in from Burnley's side. I'm not I'm not entirely sure how strong it was, but I think there were there were certainly discussions um, about I think to see what what terms he wanted, and you know it, it, it suggests the fact that he's gone to West Brom that you know they've they've offered him the the best terms and 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 sort of that's that's the club he, he feels is best to go to. But yeah, my understanding is that. Burnley are looking in the free agent market, and Jed Wallace was one player. I mean, you'd be silly not to, I think, um, given you know his you know the numbers he's put out and the experience he's got. Um, you know, for for no transfer fee, I think hmm. you know it would have it would have made sense. But you never know with with the terms of, of these types of deals and and whether Burnley just thought you know or whether you know West Brom just offered more than than what Burnley did and. And that's why he went there, or you know, there's, there's various reasons it could be. But yeah, but Benny were interested in him, um, so it's you know, it's, it's a bit of a disappointment that he's he's gone to a you know, what you would expect to be a probably a promotion rival. Yeah, fair enough. There's all reports that they offered him forty thousand. I'm not sure how, how you know how true that is, but I think that's that's quite a lot for the championship, isn't it? So I would understand why Burnley have, have pulled the plug on that one if he was. Um, being offered 40,000. But moving on to players that we may still get, because obviously they haven't gone anywhere else yet. Um, the one that I, I have seen, the only one that I've seen so far that we've actually put a bid in for is Scott Twine, obviously young MK Dons forward. We put, reportedly put a £4 million bid in, um, but West, West Brom, sorry, MK Dons said that's not currently met their valuation yet. What's the latest on that? Yeah, so it's it's been a bit tricky to be honest to, to sort of I've, I've been doing a lot, well I've been trying to do a lot of digging on the situation and not really got got anywhere but that that seems to be the latest of the situation the, the report was um, came out that Burnley had you know reportedly bid for him and, and then the MK Don's manager has, has, has spoke I think the day after that that came out no bids met the, met the valuation um, yeah. so I think that's I, I don't think the situation sort of moved on from that point um, I think it is sort of a you know, it's it's it's. I'm still trying to dig to, to try and find out what the exact latest is, um, which is proving a little bit difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a player who he looks like the perfect type of signing. Um, you know, he given his his sort of the numbers he put out last season. I think he was League One Player of the Season. Um, yeah. He looks like that type of player that you, you know, for you know, if it is that four or five million pound mark that you could take a gamble on, and and you were probably you know, you would back him to, to succeed because um, it looks like he's ready to take that next step up. 
Um, and he, you know, he's those those types of numbers that he produced and the creativity that he'd offer, and you know, another attacking option um, would would be really exciting. I think to, to see how company company would use him. So he was a, he's he's a signing that you sort of you you hope that Burnley are you know are able to do because you know you would you would expect good things from. Yeah, you agree, I agree with that. You expect good things from him now, and then he's just only going to get better, and then we'll have a big resale value on him uh, potentially in you know three four years if he just, if he does get better and better. Um, we've spoken already about Daniel Ballard, uh, Ballard, sorry, from coming from Arsenal, but obviously we've also been linked with Harewood Bellis at Man City. Does does the 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 Ballard agreement sort of like compromise Harewood Bells Bellis, or are we expecting him to both come in? Well, I mean, it's an interesting one because um, I'm sure you, you're probably going to mention Luke McNally as well. Um, yeah. But it, it's a difficult one to know because, you know, Burnley technically have only got, as, as we speak, have only got two centre-backs um, and they need more than that. Um, yeah. In my opinion, one of them is not good enough. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> you're always not mine, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you, there's, there's a question mark. Um, into, and, and you want to get, you know, you want to make sure you've got a strong, as we alluded to earlier, um, you know, you want to make make sure your squad is strong um, and and you've got a number of options, you know, that you can call upon if, you know, if, if injuries occur, et cetera, et cetera, suspensions, whatever. Um, so I think there's definitely interest in, in Harwood Bellis. Um, you know, company worked with him at Anderlecht last season and is clearly an, an admirer of him. Um, and I think... There's definite, there's definite interest. I don't don't know how sort of close it is to sort of being you know done or, or close to being done or anything like that. Um, but he's a, I think he's he's a num- he's one of a a few uh, sort of Manchester City players that Benny are, are looking at um, in regards to being potential loan options, um, which makes sense. I mean, company's got the contacts there, and you know yeah. it's a good chance to for Manchester City for Manchester Manchester City's perspective to. To get some of these younger players playing in what you would expect to be high, the high end championship, you know, football, and uh, and that can only you know improve and, and help their development. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd, it's difficult to say at the moment. But you would suspect, given um, you know that the fact that Burnley have only got two centre backs, you would think they'd be looking to add more than more than one. Um, yeah. And I think that from a couple of conversations, I think there might be a uh, sort of a priority on the permanent deals at the moment, and then the loans might come a little bit later. Um, but as I say, that that could all change if if suddenly interest steps up or suddenly a, a deal becomes much easier to to do. So, uh, but yeah, tail tail Howard Bellis, I think he's you know he's of interest, and you know maybe maybe another centre back coming through the door. Yeah, it makes sense to get him. Like you say, we've only got Kevin Long and obviously um, Collins on the books at the minute who are senior centre-backs. So it would make sense to bring both of the lads in. And of course, you've already mentioned um, McNally at Oxford as well. Um, so we'll go on to that one now. What, what's the situation on that one? Because we've been linked strongly with him, but mainly reports down in Oxford that I've seen, that they're the ones that I seem to see more. So what's the latest on that one? Yeah, so uh, in my piece that I put out uh, earlier this week, it was that we. my understanding is that there's been two bids made and they've been rejected. And sort of it's, okay. it's got to the point now where you know, interest that Benny is sort of looking elsewhere because I think that they've got a number of options for players in a number of positions. Um, and therefore, 
you know, they, well, they may they may still come back in for McNally if, if something changes and the situation, you know, moves on or whatever. But and and whether Daniel Ballard is was an alternative to McNally or or vice versa, we're not not quite sure. Um, but it, my understanding was after those two bids had been rejected, Bernie was starting to you know look at other options um, that you know they, they could potentially bring in. Whether that was due to it being a you know a lower fee or you know various various reasons. Um, but yeah, so that's where that situation is at the moment. I don't think it's moved on from that point. Um, and it would be interesting to see whether. Daniel Ballard was, it turns out to be one of the alternatives to McNally or, you know, as, as we say, they were looking to add more than just the, you know, the, the, the one, the two centre-halves. Because you've got to remember as well, Kevin Long is, I think he's out of contract this summer. So he's got one year left. Okay. So, you know, you're looking towards, you know, further afield and looking further ahead to, well, maybe if you, if you bring one in and it doesn't necessarily play much this season, it's a year under his belt, a year working with Vincent Company, which you know no centre half would probably say no to. I don't think, uh, yeah. especially young ones in in, yeah. in the English league, in the football league. So you know it might, that might be that situation. But at the moment, two bids rejected, and Bernie uh, 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 exploring other options. Yeah, just going back to the 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 city youngsters. Obviously, you mentioned that Company will have a lot of contacts there for obvious reasons. Is there, is there any other ones we've mentioned? Herwood Bellis, is there any other ones that are on the radar that could potentially be coming in? Because I've, I've seen Delap and um, another one as well. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but you would think that, you know, Vincent would be looking quite strongly over at Van City. Yeah, I mean, not not any names that I've I've heard, but other than sort of from reading, you know, various things on online and, and sort of trying to look into them. But I did, it, the way it was put to me, and, and it wasn't with any names, but it was that, you know, Herwood Bellis isn't the only one who would be of yeah. interest. Um, and it might be sort of dependent on, on Man City and who they decide. They might not have decided who they want to send out on loan yet. Um, that, that could be part of the situation. They, they could be waiting on, you know, potential permanent moves for them or potentially, you know, a Premier League club or, a you know, a, a top flight team from abroad to come in. So it, it, it's one of those situations where we don't quite know um, other than the fact that the company's, you know, been interested Um and I think he he's you know he's he's very much got a, a big say in in these transfer situations and and you know the fact that he was he was a key factor in, in Daniel Ballard coming in or looks like he's coming in um, sort of shows you know how important it is that you know he's selling the vision as well as and not just Burnley um, and and that he, clearly he is he's very much part of of what the recruitment are, are trying to do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, another club where company will have good links and you know good contacts books, of course, Andelect. Uh, Josh Cullen, that's a name I've seen linked as linked with a lot, but that again has seemed to have calmed down in the last week or so. And I don't think there was any official bids made, or there was never any reports of any official bids made. So, what's the latest on that one? No, so I, I think my, my understanding has been there's been no contact. I don't think sort of between Burnley and, and Andelect. Um, but company is is a huge fan of the of the player. Um, I, when I watched a, a load of Anderlecht games before I went on holiday, um, in preparation for for company coming in and being announced and stuff, um, it was a tactics piece. Colin was very much central to, to everything. Really, I think he played. He started every game, um, and and probably played you know the full ninety most of them. I don't think he missed many minutes, and he was really crucial to the on on ball system and drop it into sort of to make a bit of a back three and and sort of dictating the tempo 
of, of, of the play. So he's clearly, a, a, you know, he's, he's a player that the company really likes and I think Cullen would would be open to, to coming and, and joining as well, I think, uh, because he loves working on the company. And, but, it, it, it you know, it's, it's where the Burnley firm up that interest. And um, and there is, I, my understanding, is his interest um, from elsewhere in, in Cullen from abroad. Um, so it's it's one of those situations where you know would would Bernie are Bernie waiting for something or, or will he you know will he eventually pull the trigger? But you would think that you know they would they would be looking to at least have looked at um, the possibility of, of signing um, a player the company you know rates so highly. Yeah, I think that one just makes sense to me. A company rates him. The player wouldn't say no. It fits perfectly into this new system that company is going to bring in, which some of the players might take a while to get used to. So why not bring in a player that's used to playing in it? It just makes perfect sense to be that one. Yeah, and it might, you know, there might be a number of reasons. They might feel that there's, you know, there's other players who could do that same job. They might feel they've got them in the building already. Um, you know, Josh Brown, Jack Cole, can they do that type of role? Um but yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting one, um, and um, yeah, it was because it was one of those links where you think, oh, is that just typical because he's come from Anderlecht, so let's link him yeah. to an Anderlecht player? But I think it's it's become clear to me that they, you know, company loves him basically and and rates him really really highly, and and Cullen's Cullen's game has, has come on leaps and bounds working under company, and you know he's a you know established international now, so. Um, you know he he respects you know company and, and the way he's done with them. So uh, it's a, I think it's a bit of a wait and see, but there might be nothing that comes of it. Um, but there's certainly a you know a, an interest from from Burnley's perspective in in terms of the how highly they rate the player. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's it from my point of view in terms of names. But obviously, this this Daniel Ballard lad just came out of nowhere. Can we expect something like that happening tomorrow that you know about? Well, it's not not to my knowledge. I mean, that one was literally an hour ago, anyway. So um, before that, I was, you know, it was just trying to continue to to try and find things out. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 one of those situations where these things. I think Burnley are very very busy in the market at the moment, um, and they're probably working on a number of deals. And it's a case of, you know, when when they might potentially get a breakthrough. Um, and I think it's you know they'll be wanting to do things sort of under the radar because you know, these types of players you know, like with especially if there's interest from elsewhere you know that might you know bring up the price and bid them more start and that's not you know, no club wants to get into those situations so you know I, I think that there's a hope that things you know this hopefully barred is is the start of a domino effect and it'd be interesting I mean Vincent Company is speaking to the press tomorrow afternoon so. It'd be interesting to get his his in you know his insights or his his thoughts his his feelings of, of where the club are in terms of that that those situations and how he feels recruitment's progressing because you know importantly you, you want to make sure that he's given as much of of what he wants and what he needs in these early in these early stages of preseason so that when he gets the games and you know as the training goes on it probably becomes more tactical and. You know, you start prepping for those first few games because you know Burnley got a really difficult start by the looks of league positions last season. Um, so it's not you don't want to go into that season into the season undercooked and end up, you know, having a poor start and then having to play catch up because you, you, your squad wasn't set or you were still trying to implement all your all your things. And there'll probably be some, you know, some elements of, of that that creep in. But you want to be, 
you want you want to have as much of your squad as possible, you know, ready for that first game, and and therefore I think Burnley are working very hard behind the scenes to to try and make that progress, which has been slower than expected. Because I think they were they were the wanted, you know, two, three, four in by this point. Um, I think the, the hope is that that will start to, you know, the ball will start to get rolling, and and before before long they'll have more more to join Ballard if all goes well. Yeah, um, I've seen some of the local lads saying that there's a press conference with company tomorrow. Is that is that correct? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. That, that's what I was alluding to there. So it's, yeah. I mean, it'll give us a chance, our first chance to properly okay, uh, grill yeah. them, if you like. Um, but certainly to ask those things about, you know, transfers, recruitment, all that type of stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he sort of, how he handles it and how, how much of a straight body puts out and uh, will he go down the Sean Dice route and, and say that nothing ever going to happen. Um, <laughs> that's everything, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, but it's interesting to uh, to to interview a new gaffer, though, isn't it? You not you not know how he's going to receive your questions. You not know you don't know that what he's going to be like. I bet that's interesting. Yeah, well, it's all new to me because it's the first. Uh, of the, I mean, Mike Jackson was obviously a managerial change, but it was still, yeah. you know, like an under twenty threes manager who knows the club and stuff like that. Where his company is completely different, so it'll be really interesting. Um, hopefully, yeah, he doesn't take uh, you know doesn't respond badly to my questions, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One last thing before I do let you go. Um, kits and friendlies. Obviously, a lot of people losing their mind over this. I'm a more a bit chill about it. The friendlies I would have liked to have seen announced by now, um, but I've, I'm not overly concerned that they haven't been announced. Do you know anything? Obviously, I know, if, I know it's not been announced by the club, so you won't be able to tell me. But do you know? Do you know anything about any potential friendlies in the pipeline or or kit announcements? You know, is is the away kit going to be yellow, blue, white? What is it? <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to tell you. Um... But yeah, no, it's it's a little bit sort of we're we're sort of waiting on the club, and um, I mean for me, it's sort of been four days of madness to be honest since I've come back. So it's one of the things I'm I'm sort of trying to check out and and see. But I would imagine that you know the club will be you know preparing to announce these types of things you know as soon as they can, uh, especially with the friendlies because given the the small amount of time between now and and the start of the season, you know you. You know you need to be getting these games in, but also you know you want if you know fans can't attend, which you you would expect. You know yeah. they want to make their own arrangements and stuff. So you would like to think that the club are you know in the process and and sort of close to to announcing that. But you know ho- you know hopefully that's the case. And it may be you know after after Vincent's company spoke tomorrow that that might be the case. We might might be a bit more clearer on those types of things. But um, you know. <laughs> me and, and the locals will keep asking the questions and, and hopefully we'll have, you know, more and, you know, actual answers um, for fans yeah. as, as soon as we can. Well, fingers crossed we get some answers in terms of friendlies and kits soon, but good luck with the uh, Vincent Company press conference tomorrow. <laughs> hopefully, you know, you can catch it all on the Athletic. Loads, all this amazing news that's going to come out. Hopefully this new Ballard will be announced. Ballard, sorry, I keep getting his name wrong. will be announced <laughs> at, at the press conference as well. But thanks for coming on the show, mate. It's always a pleasure. No worries, mate. Anytime. And I'm sure we'll see you on the show again before the end of the summer. Yeah, hopefully with plenty more uh, new faces to talk about. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.